0: To Studio Insights with Belvista Studios. We've got the team here Hannah, also known as Kim Tui, according to Zoom, <laughs> and Victoria, and the ultimate real Kim Tui here. Um, so, we have some really freaking awesome chats as a team, um, always learning, you know how we do. And so, we thought, well, some of our chats, like a lot of other people, would get value from. Normally, they're random chats and unstructured, but this one, we basically have been gathering questions for each other um, to, I don't know, get tips or perspectives or insights to help each other grow and learn about what each of us do or ideas or things that we're pondering. And we think it will add value to you. So listen into our chat and hopefully it brings, well, we know it will bring value because we're just fucking quality people here. Right, I'm going to throw it to Hannah because I know she's probably got a list of questions. (laughs) (laughs) questions.
1: <laughs> <That's great. laughs> Hit us up. All right. So first questions are for you, Kim. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> what I'd really love to know from you, and we've been talking about it lately and it's something that I really want to develop in, is like we're instructional designers, but sometimes I struggle to get into that instructional design mindset and Are you saying this? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's an instructional designer and doesn't know how to think like an instructional designer. But I do cool. think like sometimes it is hard to just like I can get very into the details and I want to learn as an instructional designer how to like bring things back to a higher level. Um, and you're really good at explaining it, but I know I'm still on the journey of like completely getting there with all of my interactions and every task that I do. So my question for you is, I've noticed that when you speak with clients and when you like talk about projects, you always have that instructional design mindset where you're like making connections. So I can see you in your head, like putting like two and two together and sort of figuring out how that's going to impact the full project. Mm. I think for me, sometimes I find it hard to get there. So I just want tips from you or anything you could share with Victoria and I on how you how you make those connections, and I think it yeah it could be useful for the people listening as well who struggle with that. Mm,
0: okay, I think it's interesting because like instructional design is a process, right? So if you're very clear on the process, you just need to apply the process. So if I break down the process of instructional design to a very um, skeleton framework, it is a goal. And where you're currently at and closing the gap. Right? So, if you just think of everything you do from a proposal to scoping a project to QAing something to writing a storyboard to running a workshop to facilitating a workshop to having a phone call with a conversation, you have a goal, you're in your current state here, and you need to close the gap. So, that's instead of getting caught up on all the models and all the things that I need to do, I'm just thinking of that constantly. Mm. So before I prepare before anything, before a phone call, I have to prepare in the past when I I hate talking on the phone. If I was ordering pizza, I'd have to write shit down because I like hate talking on the phone and I'd get too overwhelmed. So it's about preparing and planning So that you're very clear on the goal. What is the goal? What's the outcome I need as a result of this action I'm about to do? Which is instructional design, right? Because we focus on actions and decisions. So I need to achieve the goal that is clearly defined. You can use, if you need to, to start with. Because I guess at the moment now, like I'm able to make shortcuts because I've built this habit. But your goal can be a smart goal where it's like specific, measurable, achievable, realistically, realistic and timely, or some other formula that makes you write an appropriate goal. And then it's about going, okay, what do I need to achieve that goal? So for me, I ask questions. Um, and that's how I start to see, when you start listing questions, the initial things will come up. Is there an example we want to use that you can think of that we can run through that I can give specific examples for
1: Um,
0: that's helpful for you?
1: I think even like uh, yesterday you had a phone call with a client and they were like explaining how they wanted to do something a certain way. I probably can't give specifics because like there are clients, but Mm -hmm. we'd put forward an idea and then she'd called back and sort of said, this is what we're thinking. And it was a little bit different. Um, but all, like for me, listening to all that information and her go through all of the stuff that she knows and she does on a day-to-day basis for me, that was overwhelming because I was thinking.
0: Mm. This was this the together? science one?
1: Yeah. Like how does this all fit together with what we'd put for. And was
0: it an email that you wanted to talk about or was it the phone call? The phone call. Oh God, The phone call wasn't. Okay. Um, right. So client came back basically with um we can't meet the schedule oh sorry there's not enough content um so we'll put this on hold yeah and so the first part of that process is like what is the what's the actual problem here because initially you went to they want to put the project on hold sweet we'll put it on hold and we'll do something else yeah i'm like well hold on that's not the actual root problem the true problem we need to solve the true problem the true problem is they believe there is no content. So I'm thinking, my in my head, I'm going, what's the goal? The goal is we need to move the project forward. We need to achieve the project. We need to get progress, momentum. So how is momentum going to happen as a result of them saying, we want to put it on hold. We don't have all the content we believe that this e-learning needs. So then it's like, um. Okay, cool. So what do we need to achieve that goal? Well, the reason the problem that they're facing is they think there's not enough content. The reason that problem exists is because the project didn't have a goal. Mm -hmm. So therefore we were like, okay, well, that's one thing, write it down. Project doesn't have a goal. We need to determine a goal for the project because it might. And what's going to probably play out is they will go, yep, that's the, the goal. And actually, now that you've said that's the goal, we can see that the content meets that goal, so there is enough content.
2: Mm. But
0: first of all, the problem is the client's not clear on what the um, goal of the project is. We're holding on to that. so we didn't communicate that, we didn 't get approval on it. The second thing is we need to have momentum going, because if we put on this project on hold, it's always thinking about what's the risk, so that's another question that I ask myself. Mm. What are the risks in this situation? What are the consequences? How will this play out? And I just take the time to think about that. Okay, so what are all the touch points of the project? Well, we've got another module that links to this one. Um, They need to go live at a certain date. So I just start writing that stuff down because I can't solve it all at once. But I just start getting all my thoughts down so that I have more clarity on how this is impacting everything else around me. And then I can go through and go, it's like the five whys. So why, why, why? Keep going until you get to the end and there is nothing else to solve.
1: Yeah. So then you
0: get to a point where you can reel some things off and you're like, well, that's not relevant. So I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. But you're always, and what we're doing here is we've identified there's a problem, which is the client wants to, um, doesn't think there's enough content and they're thinking in their head, they want to put it on hold. Yeah. And then uh, where we currently are is like, well, why? We don't see it as necessary to put the project on hold. We think we should continue as is. So Mm -hmm. now I'm like, okay, closing the gap between our current state and where they're at and where the project needs to be. So it's asking questions What are the risks? What are the consequences of this? What do we need to move forward? What does the client need? to move forward and I think it's as simple as those three questions risks what do we need what do they need and that allows you to have all these kind of almost like your own action plan so your own actions your own decisions that you need to make now to help achieve the goal yeah So that's one situation. Now, what happened was we did that. So we had an email where we were like, here's the goal, approve it. This is what we need from you to keep the project moving forward, right? Um, And then this client, they like to talk on the phone. So they rang us and they started talking about all this stuff. So, and it was busy as well. Like there was children in the background crying. So then I'm thinking, okay, The goal of the conversation is I need, we asked for two approvals in that email. Basically, they were the goals, right? The action, give us feedback and approve this. And the second thing, review this and approve it or suggest something else, right? So it's very clear. So I'm holding on to those things that we decided were our goals that would help us move forward. So going into that phone call, that's in my head. This is what, remember, because we've done the work already, that's what we're trying to achieve. So then I go to, okay, the, the phone call's busy. We were in a funny mood. We were laughing beforehand. So I wasn't actually in like the right frame of mind for a client phone call, but we just did it anyway sort of thing. Um, so we're all distracted and having a laugh. The, it's a distracting phone call because of the dynamics of what's happening on the other end. And the client, okay, so the client was talking about lots of different things and it's our ability to hold on to our goal and listen and go that's relevant to the goal hold on to that in your head or say hold on one second can we just talk about that one thing yeah and then keep talking about it until it's achieved the goal or we have what we need to get closer to achieving the goal And it's just listening. Is this relevant information or is this just jargon or is this just fluff? No. And when I say that language, I mean that anything that is not relevant to helping us achieve the goal, you just got to let it slide through your head so that you're constantly making links to that does help me meet the goal. Do I have the answer by what they've just said, tick, or do I need more information? Because in my head, I'm constantly asking myself, do I have what I need to achieve the goal? Because for me, it's always about trying to find efficiencies and a simplistic and easy way to get closer to the goal every time. I don't want to have multiple meetings. I don't want to have multiple phone calls. I don't want to have multiple back and forths with emails. So I make sure that the email that goes forward, the phone call that goes forward is going to get us as close to the goal as possible, if not achieving the goal by doing that. So the question that I always ask is, do I have what I need to move forward forward? the goal and in that conversation we had two goals and so that's what I was listening for yeah and that's the process I apply that's how my brain thinks now and that it's how I think in life now as well like for anything that I'm doing
1: yeah that's really cool so what I've got from that is always ask do I have what I need to achieve the goal always focus on what the goal is. Um, You don't need to understand the little details because I think sometimes I try and do that. Like every single thing they say, I'm trying to like understand what they're saying rather than focusing on the goal and asking the right questions to get us towards the goal. Um, I think it's good to always see it as moving forward. And I think that was good. The conversation we had yesterday, like rather than me just saying, oh, the client wants to do this. So we'll make that change and we'll do it. I'm going to change my mindset to be like, how do we need to move forward with the project? Cause it's going to add value to the client and to us. So how can we get us there? Um, and I think that's part of like challenging the client and not in like saying, no, we're definitely not doing what you want, but just saying like, Hey, we're thinking like to move forward. This would be a better option. What do you think? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Thank you. I will, I know I will get there. It's just, I understand instructional design. I think it's just building, well, obviously, because I'm an instructional designer, but it's just building the habit to always have that mindset with everything that, all of the tasks that I work on and the projects that I work on. Yeah, and yeah. like you making it an automatic thing where it's just the way that I think I'm, I want to yeah. want to that stage.
0: It's, yeah. Remember that it's only three steps. Yeah. Goal, current state, and closing the gap. And closing the gap is about asking questions. So yeah. closing, do I have what I need? I don't have what I need. What do I need to ask to get what I need? That's it as the simplest form. And yeah. when you talk about um, because it is more strategic thinking, right? So you say that you get caught in the details. It's about um it's okay to be caught in the details, but what details are getting caught in?
1: Mm. So
0: when a client is just uh or anyone is just like fucking bombarding you with like conversation right Mm -hmm. and a story and then they tell you about their weekend in the middle of something but it's like what is the goal right now and you're just listening for that and that's the detail so maybe it's a mindset shift for you is the details are not like the time, the date, and all the other, like it was sunny and all this kind of stuff, that's irrelevant because the detail needs to match uh, the goal. So what you're looking for is the specific details that someone says or in the email or that's the basically the communication that's delivered to you.
1: Hmm.
0: You're looking for any details, which is what you're good at doing um, and how they are linked to the goal. And then going, that one is, okay, grab it. Yeah. It almost reminds me of like those like fishing games, like you know how like they pop up, and then you're like, and then there's like I don't know, like a piranha or something. You're not meant to yeah. catch it, and like don't you're not trying to like fish all of the things that pop up. You're just looking for the like little fish that's meant to be the one that you get, not the piranha. Yeah, awesome yeah. <laughs>
1: analogy. <laughs> no, I like that. That's really cool. Thanks, Kim. Now, do No worries. What's
0: next uh, on your list?
1: All right, so I've got a question for Victoria. Woo Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, so, Victoria always works on our animations. And I haven't done animations in a long time. Could...
0: One second. Do you have anything on that, Vic, to add? Or do you want to follow one from it? we mm, have good. good to
2: keep going. I'm okay. good insight, yeah.
0: Okay,
1: so, yeah, Vic works on our animations and she is like a legend at them. Like, when she makes them, i like, I don't even know how she got to that. Like, they're just so good. And our clients are, like, always really happy with the animations. So, I just wanted to understand, like, do you have any tips or is there a process that you follow to create engaging animations and, like, making sure they're on brand and basically delivering what you deliver? How do you do that?
2: <laughs> um, I do pretty much follow the same process for all of them. Um, so, usually, we'll get a script from the client, which is normally just a Word document or something like that. Um, and I try... Because of the timing, I try and usually break them down sentence by sentence. Um, so each sentence will be a new scene, That um, just kind of make sure that the scenes don't drag on for too long and you're not looking at the same mm. picture basically for the whole time. Um, so yeah, I usually just separate it sentence by sentence. If I have any ideas, I like to jot those down first um, and just kind of map out what I think it should look like in the end. Um, which does get a bit easier the more you do it because now I'm quite familiar with the program and I know what assets they have in there and what kind of scenes you can create. Um, so, yeah, I usually just run through each one, make notes if something. Usually something will pop into mind straight away um, of what kind of scene I want to create from the text. Um, and yeah, then I just jump into Beyond, which is the program that we use for ours. Um, and, yeah, I kind of, like, will do the easy ones first where I've thought of the idea straight away because um, that helps me, like, plan out and kind of see how it's going to progress and then I can go back in. I might just add some blank scenes for things I might not have an idea for straight away. Um, yeah. And, yeah, then once I've got, like, a big, like, view <laughs> of how it's all going to look, that's when I can go in and add more details. So I don't I usually leave things like the timing and – the actual animation till the end. I just want to put all the characters in <clears throat> um, and set up the actual scenes, yeah. um, add in the voiceover if we've got it, and then I go back through and adjust all the timing at the end. Yeah, that's pretty much how I <laughs> set them out each time.
0: Yeah. How do you get ideas for um, ones that you're stuck on or like weird ones that don't pop into mm-hmm. your head?
2: Um, well, I don't, sometimes I'll ask you guys if you have any mm. inspiration because it can get hard, especially if it is, fo- like, if the animation is focusing on one topic, you don't want it to get too repetitive, but often the content does kind of refer to the same things throughout. Mm. Um, if it's just certain, like, assets I'm stuck on, like, if there's a word they've used, um, I'm just trying to think of an example, <laughs> but, like, for instance, we did a security one recently. Um, so it might just be Googling security, looking at the images and seeing what kind of, like it might be a lock and a key or it might be uh, like a finger scan code or a face scanning code or a safe or something like that. Um, so just trying to think like what, what images represent words. That might not be the first thing you think of, but people can still like make that connection between mm. the image you're using and what the text is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, just asking <laughs> other people for inspiration if they, because usually it, for me it is like if I don't think of something straight away, I do kind of get a bit stuck on it. Like it needs to be that instant, oh yeah, I could do this, this or this. Mm. Um, it doesn't usually happen where I think, have to think about it for an hour and I like suddenly get something. It's either an immediate, like, yep, yeah, that will work. Otherwise, I do need to look elsewhere then. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, that answers my question. <laughs>
1: Any other questions from you, Kim? Um, Thanks, Vic.
0: Nah, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> Pretty clear. All right. Who's next? That's my questions. I'm done. Cool. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, I've got some questions
2: for Kim. Mm. Oh, um, so, <laughs> a lot of our work at the moment has been focusing on, like, social media posts. Um, and working on our website with the Creator Hub, um, so I have been trying out some graphic design stuff, which I know we spoke about last week, but Kim didn't, wasn't there for that one. So I'll carry some of those questions over. Um,
0: Ooh, we get them right so, now. <laughs> be
2: on it. <laughs> just in general, I know Hannah and I are both kind of just starting to um, like dip our toes into the graphic design world. Um, mm whereas you're actually qualified with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just wanted to get, yeah, it's like a bit kind of your opinions and advice. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think with graphic design, you need to have a bit of an eye for it to start out? Or do you think anyone can learn it if they just follow the right principles and processes?
1: Mm.
0: Anyone can learn it. Anyone can learn it. Yeah, because design exists in the world. And you can just copy what exists that is good design already. So, well, that's being able to, I guess, identify good design means that you have an eye for it already. But so let's scrap that I said good design. There is design everywhere in the world, right? There is a poster. There's um, your bus card. There's your driver's license. There's the car there's a book cover there's the inside of a book so design is everywhere there's the shape of a house so again it's I've got a goal which you might have to design something whatever it is a social media post or something like that I've got a goal my current state is blank canvas close the gap so look for inspiration so look around you I'm looking at a house there it looks like has a smiley face on it you know is that something that will is relevant to helping me achieve the goal. If it is, I can use that as inspiration. Mm -hmm. Um, I can see lines on another house here. You know, I like the lines that are working. I like the colors together. So I guess it's looking around the world and appreciating what you like and what you don't like. And that starts to give you an eye for design by just asking, I like that. This is why I like it. I don't like that. This is why I don't like it. And over time you start to recognize patterns and then that's how you get good at design and you can have an eye for design. And that's where you can start going. That poster is what I want to create for my project. Um, Or like if we talk about a poster and we develop e-learning, that's what I want my, that poster design, I want to replicate that kind of look and feel and what I like about it and what's working into my e-learning title screen. So then you just practice like it's about yeah well that's that's does that answer that or do you want me to go deeper on it is there Um, a probing question on it it does make sense
2: I think I just find it tricky because there are things where like I might look at it and think that because to me design is kind of like subjective like I might look at something and think Mm. that looks amazing whereas and it might not actually meet any of like the correct design Mm. principles kind of thing like I know yesterday we were looking at design that Hannah a design Hannah had done no, Jason. I know. <laughs> <laughs> really good, um, like you made an
0: adjustment to Actually, it for it's us. The thumbnail for this video, so you should let her know in the comments yeah. if you like yeah.
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I know, like you'd made an adjustment to it for us to compare, and Hannah and I both preferred one design, and you preferred the other one. Oh, and know. when you explained it, it made sense, and like I did agree with you. But how, like, if you initially look at something and think. Mm-hmm. Like I think, oh yeah, that looks really good. Whether it's something I've done or someone else has done, and I'm really happy with it. Um, and then there might be a time for feedback, and you point out, like, oh, generally you <laughs> left align it like this, or you do this, and it makes yeah. sense. But I don't know how to make that like improvement myself when I sort of see something initially and think it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's um, what we talk about is the finesse of design. So something can look good. And it's not until someone looks at it at a detailed level that they then go, um, it needs to be aligned or this is being thrown off a little bit. Mm -hmm. So the question is, is if you look at it and you're like, if you're like, "Mm, it probably needs improvement. If you're like, yeah, that looks really good and it feels good, just go with it. Because we will decide then whether we want to spend more time getting it to like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, and yeah. it, this is like really, really good. And I feel really good about it. So I guess there's like, if you're like, yeah, it's good, then you probably want to improve it. Because if you're having that reaction, that's the reaction that everyone or the majority of other people will have. Um, and then it's whether you want to go from, yeah, that feels really good to like, whoa, that is so epic. And I guess that's when you desi- decide the effort that you want to put into something. And through that feedback process of us having, like, this is the thing you're learning, graphic design. So basically, as you're learning, the best way is get the feedback. And we can have conversations about drawing attention to you, seeing things in a different way. Because a lot of the time when I say, okay, what if we just made this one tiny change? Then you're like, wow, it actually does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And then the next time you just start from doing that from the very beginning but you don't know what you don't know and that's mm-hmm. okay that's what learning's all about and as long as you're trying and through feedback by things not working or you getting feedback you fit you just need to ask why is that not working and then you'll get there and I think even though sometimes you'll say Um, like it doesn't follow the design principles um, like there's graphic design principles like aligning things and how you should use typography and using white space and all that kind of stuff and user interface um, principles as well but if something works it's following those things Mm -hmm. it's just to what level it's being followed um, cause even if it's some crazy design, with shit going all over the place, it's still got, if someone, if a designer pulled out their grids and, um, and showed you the breakdown, the circles would be actually strategically placed, um, mm. in, or the swirl would be strategically placed to be like two thirds of the page or something like that. But they've pulled out the, um, framework behind their design. So we don't see that, we just see the end result. But if we saw the framework, it would be a different story and we'd see they've actually gone through a process. Now, a lot of the times if you watch graphic design videos on YouTube, some people, they do pull out things like grid lines where they've got like rulers and stuff happening, um, perspective, all that stuff coming into play. But as designers get better, their their eye is able to see it so they stop using those tools.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Do you like, is there anything you'd recommend, any tools or resources you would recommend for someone starting out of like the key things you should consider?
0: Um, I think the first thing I always say is you need to look around at websites, at apps, the design of your phone, design of a letter that comes through the door, magazines, books, and really starting to look at what I like about it and what I don't like. So I used to always, if I always like went to library and stuff, or if I'm in a shop, I love magazines, right? I just love the covers and it's because I love the aesthetics of it. So what I'll do is i would take a photo of the things that I like because I'd be like, I really love that color on that. And I love that color matched with this color. So I'd want to remember that for a future design. And I just start collecting designs that I like. And by doing that, I'm appreciating design. So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is you have to have a play. So if you, like, we've just recently got onto Canva, but how amazing is it? Like, how amazing has, because we've been working in Illustrator up until that and Photoshop, but to have good design already there that you can just tweak is a great way to do it because we don't always, instructional designers, they should be able to do some design, but we're not graphic designers, you know, Um, it's not, or it can be, it depends on how much you want to make it part of your role. But there are things out there already that are beautiful designs that you just need to change the text on or change the color. So that would be the Mm -hmm. first thing is go to Canva, get an account, like you can get free accounts and just start adapting things. And then over time, if you want to get more advanced, it's about going back to that, like kind of mood board collection of inspiration that you have is I love that magazine cover. I want to make that text and that color combination of the title and then the subline which is cursive i want that to be the title screen for my e-learning and then you go play and you basically try and replicate it um and figure yeah so it's just doing that basically like graphic design there's so many amazing accounts on instagram in particular i can't remember what they're called but if you just look for hashtags like ui graphic design logo design um web design inspiration for those topics as well those hashtags bring up beautiful accounts where people are breaking down how they're doing things or just showing you awesome lovely things because that's what we've done recently is i was like look at all these instagram accounts and they'd have like a really nice background scene just say a mountain scene and then a character and a dog in the front and when you scrolled the the mountain moved in the background or was it that or the dog or something one of them it was like a foreground and a background and they basically moved and then told a story I was like how can we do this in e-learning like that's beautiful and that's where things like the parallax effect that you were working on came from for one of our other templates you know yeah. so it's just that experimentation and then YouTube like there's so much tutorials on YouTube like Hannah well you guys have been watching what channels have you been watching that's been useful?
1: Um, I've been watching Christo he has so the future F U T U R. he has really really good videos and I've been learning about typography so he's got at the moment like this series of videos that shows you he's actually playing an illustrator so you get to see he's giving advice but he's also making adjustments and you can see exactly how it looks yeah so I would for me it's Christo he is just a legend have you found anything great I've been
2: looking more on Instagram, just trying to recreate things. Um, So, yeah, they're not usually tutorials, but, yeah, like you said, just looking at images um, that look cool that I want to try and recreate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've seen in the things where you guys design from scratch and you're trying to work stuff out. That's where the little things come in where things aren't aligned quite well or the text is... Um, not readable or things like that right but you're, you're trying I can see that you have some things working but some things aren't working
2: because
0: mm-hmm. you've started with a blank canvas but I think in today's world it's really hard to start with a blank canvas because we're exposed to design all the time and everything's been done before so we're just doing variations of what exists already yeah. and when I see you both like look at a design that you like and try and replicate that and put your own flair to it. That's where like, you notice you get minimal Mm -hmm. feedback. Like that Mm -hmm. template that you did Vic, where it was the white plant one and you had things like that was polished. You know, when we talk about the finesse of design, how did you get there? Like what was different from starting from backwards or from blank canvas? I mean,
2: well, yeah, that was working from Canva. Um, I did, like, adjust some of the templates because what they had wasn't for an e-learning. It was just for, like, a PowerPoint Mm -hmm. presentation. But just kind of looking at where things sat on the screen and, like, replacing those in Storyline. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, then the effects was tutorials on YouTube
0: that I found. And how did you know to pick that particular... Because it was really, like, when we did you he got barely any feedback didn't you? like we were just like mm-hmm. wow that's me
2: yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah how I did think you that was like when I saw that template
2: I just thought that looks really nice Like <laughs> it was lots of white space mm-hmm. like nice like clean sharp edges um and I think like the minimalist sort of style is mm-hmm. like that is something that I personally, like, am attracted to when I see it. Um, Like, that always stands out to me more than the really bright, colourful ones with lots going on, Um, especially with e-learning because it is – you kind of want to focus more on the content, but it's nice for it to still look nice for people. Um, So, yeah, that template did just really stand out when I was – because there's, like, thousands of templates to choose from. Um,
0: But, yeah, it did just stand out to me because of how it is designed. Yeah. So, yeah, the tips that I just – was sharing, that's how you got there in the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the way to go.
2: Yeah, no, that is cool. Um,
0: that was all my questions. Cool. Well, I have questions for you too. <laughs> um, I would like to know what things could we improve at Bell Vista Studios and how would they be improved? Mm-hmm. It might be how we do our processes um projects we how we approach yeah it's probably more process driven or any opportunities that you see for us and what we should do for them
1: um i think for me it's something that we've already started doing but it's been like I've noticed. There's a lot of people out there creating really cool out there e-learning. Like the design is cool, and I think that we can take our e-learning to the next level with how it like looks and functions. And like Victoria creating that um, plant module, that was an example for me. Like we haven't done anything like that before, where it's sort of flowed down and almost looks like a moving e-learning course. So I think we just need to keep being inspired and keep looking at Instagram pages, keep looking at what other people in the world are doing and not just accepting that we'll do it the way we always do it and keeping it basic. I think we really can, now that we understand how to get the content right and do all that, I think we really can take things to the next level. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And that's like exactly what we were just chatting about. There is we started looking at the world around us, looking at different industries, Mm -hmm. looking at websites, and going wow like that is all beautiful and how can we do that in e-learning and now that's what we're starting to experiment with yeah is doing that so i guess yeah because we we can design like websites are beautiful like apps are beautiful little transitions like and how things pop on screen like all of that stuff is beautiful and it's about bringing that into e-learning. So we went out, we're looking around the world at what we find aesthetically pleasing. Why does it work? Why does it not work? And now we're bringing that back into our work. And I guess the challenge is, is that you have to think there's a time and a place because I know people watching are like, how much time do you spend on that? And You don't have time and blah, blah, blah. But you do have time and that's a decision you have to make as a business owner or a decision that you have to make as um, the person leading the project is that how important is the look and feel, the first impression to your end user and prioritizing it based on that Mm -hmm. and saying in this time, like, you know, you have to, a lot of the time you have to build a template for a new client or a brand or a new look and feel. So maybe it's just using that time better and not just recreating something from your own library that you've done for another client, but saying, okay, let me just like push that aside and go look on Google and get inspiration and do like repurpose that time, but doing it from a different angle, essentially. Yeah. And then depending on the outcome that you're trying to achieve, like because first impressions are important, but it's not about distracting from the learning, right? Mm -hmm. So you've got to find that balance and we're advocates for that. So that's why it's not about shiny things all the time, but there are small subtleties and wins that you can have that don't distract from the learning, learning, but still hook the learner. So they want to be in your learning environment. So it's a decision you need to make then is, what kind of learning designer do I want to be known for? What kind of agency do I want to be known for? Um, Do I want to be like every other e-learning company out there or instructional design company out there that is literally just reproducing the same thing and we're just competing on price? Mm -hmm. Or do we want to be known for they create beautiful e-learning? And over time, like, you just start charging for that or you start allocating time in your project to allow for that. And it's not that much time, like, because our graphic design... When you did that first draft, um, Victoria, of the white minimalistic template that you worked on, how long did you take before you showed Hannah and I?
2: Um, it was a full day before I showed you, um, that but that was kind of like, like it was choosing a template, which. <laughs> takes a while initially um, yeah. and like I was like sort of flicking between a few trying to decide which ones I liked better and then the process of like figuring out how to actually apply the tutorials that was the parallax effect which was watching tutorials on YouTube um, yeah. so it was kind of like learning time and design time it wasn't just yeah one other other so it was a full day but in the end we had like a full working template to use so
0: yes that's right and you have like advanced interactions in there like you have beautiful transitions like the parallax effect things are like coming onto screen, like really nicely. So we'd say that's like an advanced template. You were learning because it was lots of new things you hadn't done before. You're also Mm -hmm. learning graphic design and you had a blank canvas. It took you a day. And when you brought it to us and we're like, this is what I've been working on. Like it could have, like it was ready. You know what I mean? So if I think about that being presented to a client, it was ready. And when we have our projects, we allocate a day for look and feel. So it fits in perfectly. Yeah. So just to and like sometimes on quicker projects where we don't want to spend, like we were trying to push ourselves with this particular template to push ourselves and get that result in a day is pretty amazing. Mm. Um, but if we just wanted like a, a nice win, but not to be consumed by it, you can still achieve a lot in half a day. So four hours. To have this massive impact on the hundreds or thousands of people that mm-hmm. are going to be taking your learning and like to inc- accommodate four hours into your or just say a day because may, let's just make it a day but if you could dedicate a day to making something beautiful isn't it worth it on the end of the day at, mm-hmm. at the end of the project yeah
1: definitely i think it was cool as well with the last well the project that we're working on at the moment just putting into the project spreadsheet like that's our project management spreadsheet for everyone listening but just having that creative brainstorming time and making sure that you book it into the project management spreadsheet from the very beginning. So you make time for it and don't just continue okay. on with the project and do all the basic tasks and forget that part of it. So I think that's been really useful for us as well.
0: And that's a, that's a learning for me, right? Because as a leader, I'm just in my head like, you'll do, you'll use the block of time to do your creative brainstorming, mm. but that's not how use work. Like use want it broken down even though we've had conversations in the past and I've given you permission to be creative, make it your own, do what you want with it. It didn't work that way. And it hasn't worked that way. So then we haven't actually had, we haven't achieved what we're desiring to achieve. So if we're just talking in this example of like making aesthetically better looking e-learning, right. Um, And like our stuff is like, clients are already really good, but it's our own, like our standards are lifting now. So Um, but now, yeah, what we've done in our project plan is there is, and because before it did have look and feel in the project plan and build the template, but now it's like we had to reframe it to be, um, brainstorming time or looking for inspiration time so that, you know, as part of your bigger block of time, that's one of the sub tasks. So that's just something to consider for people leading teams, project managers. Yeah. Thanks. Vic? what can we improve on
2: um well I guess probably
0: just like expanding
2: on that because we are that's what we have been focusing on before this call and (laughs) what we've been talking about now um but I guess just it it would be cool even if we do because I know we have a lot of repeat clients and Mm -hmm. with them we tend to like we've already got a template approved previously and we kind of just use that forever basically just like replacing the content and mixing things up a few times like each time, I think it would be cool maybe to start like going about getting a new template approved. Cause it's like with what, like the more we learn and the better we get, I think we should be applying <coughs> that to current yep. clients projects. Um, Cause it kinda like, it, you need to change it at some point. So may as well yep. do it now kind of thing. So I know we won't always get like, clients won't always approve that, but.
0: Yeah, we can just have a better solution and so (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's showing them like this is the current, this is what we've been doing for the last three years for you, but this is where we'd like to take it now. Like times have evolved. What do you think? And that showing them gets them excited because then they're proud of the work. And -hmm. then it's about allocating that time into the project or into the quote or whatever. Yeah. 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 Cool. Good idea. Well, let's do it. All right. Anything else or I'm done for the day. Cool. Well, thank you, team. Great questions. I that was really like good discussion. I think a lot of people get value from it. Let us know what you did think in the comments um, and questions that you might have for us that you want us to answer in future videos um, or that you'd like to learn from us. But yeah, thank you everyone for watching. Appreciate you. We are Bell Vista Studios and have an awesome day.